Welcome to Living Life. Uh, this past week, I was preaching at our children's ministry. Uh, and as an illustration, I challenged all the kids there uh, to an arm wrestling competition. I said, whoever thinks that they could beat me, I want you guys to line up in front of me and see. Uh, I was actually very surprised because they got very, very hyped up. And they were actually very confident. And there was a lot of kids who lined up in front of me, uh, thinking that they could beat me in arm wrestling. Uh, but they were only fourth graders. So it was actually very easy for me to beat them, and my victory was always assured. Uh, in this section, we're continuing on our meditation on the book of Revelation. And in this section, we're shown the final three judgments. These are the final three bold judgments that God gives onto the people. And we see that through these final judgments, that all of these judgments actually point to one and only one thing, and that is the victory of Jesus Christ that there's nothing in this world, that there's no power in this world, that there's no influence in this world that could fight against the true victory of Jesus Christ. And no matter what, this victory is always assured. So with us having that assurance and that confidence, let's go into today's passage together. Revelation chapter 16, verses 10 through 21. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are demonic spirits that perform signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed, so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne, saying, It is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since mankind has been on earth. So tremendous was the quake. The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon the Great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. 
every island fled away, and the mountains could not be found. From the sky, huge hailstones, each weighing about a hundred pounds, fell on people, and they cursed God on account of the plague of hail, because the plague was so terrible. This passage begins actually with the fifth judgment, and it's the judgment of darkness. It's actually very similar to the darkness that we see in the plague uh, in the book of Exodus as well. And we see this darkness, it just goes over the land, it settles over the land. Uh, and we see that this darkness actually reveals the darkness that they had already had inside of their hearts. Uh, have you ever stepped into a room or a shed with absolutely no lights? It's actually very terrifying because even though uh, you just stepped inside for the very first time and because it's so dark, you can't see anything, you can't even see what's in front of you, it's actually very, very terrifying. Uh, but if you introduce even the smallest bit of light into that situation, even if you, you know, introduce a very small amount of light into that darkness, we start to see the darkness go away and slowly everything in that room is revealed to us. And all it takes is a small amount of light. You know, for us in our lives, that light is Jesus Christ. And we see that scripture says that no amount of darkness can overcome the light that is Jesus Christ for us. So if we have Jesus in front of us, it doesn't matter what situation we are in, we're always able to see. But if we don't have Jesus with us, it doesn't matter if we think that we can see, that we'll always be stuck in darkness. Uh, sadly, the people in today's passage, they don't, they don't understand this. And for some reason, instead of turning back to God and repenting, they end up cursing God even more. You know, they see this terrible situation that they caused, but instead of uh, understanding that it's their fault, they start to blame others. And that's a tendency that we have as well. Uh, when bad things happen to us, we don't think about our agency in it. We don't think about our responsibility in it. Instead, we like to blame others for it. We like to blame other people. We like to blame other situations or even like to blame God for putting us in those situations without truly understanding that it's actually us, that we are the cause of this terrible situation. And it's the same thing was happening to the people in today's passage. You know, it's very important for us to always remember that instead of blaming God first, that we must look towards ourselves and see what responsibility that we have in all of these situations. And it's actually an opportunity for us not to run away, not to blame others, not to curse God, but to be able to repent and turn back to Jesus. Uh, the darkness judgment, it leads to the final two judgments. Uh, the sixth judgment is the drying of the Euphrates River. And we see this beast come out and all of these terrible things coming out, like a frog, it says. Uh, we have this false prophet, we have this dragon, we have all of these things coming out, telling lies and spreading lies across the whole land. And in the midst of all of this, we see in verse 15, a warning from Jesus Christ himself. It says, look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. It's a reminder from Jesus, even in the midst of this chaos, even in the midst of all of these judgments, to remain faithful, to remain vigilant, to remain 
uh, vigilant and to remain uh, sober-minded, to remain alert, to see what is going on around us, to not take our faith for granted, but always be aware that we could be under attack. And we must always choose to remain faithful to Christ. Uh, this reminder for us is not only a reminder for them in the book of Revelation, but it's also a reminder for us today as well. As I was reading this, I was reminded of another passage in 1 Peter chapter 5. It says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. It means that if you are a Christian and you're walking along this life of faith, there'll be times when it will be difficult. There'll be times when your faith is tested. But Jesus says, remember that he is always with us. Therefore, we should always remain sober, be alert, and stand firm in the faith, knowing that he will always be with us. In the final couple of verses, we see that all the people, they gather in this place called Armageddon. Uh, all the people who are rebelling against God, they meet up in this place called Armageddon. And then finally, the final judgment is revealed. And there's this great earthquake that is unleashed on the people. It says it's the greatest earthquake that the world has ever seen. Uh, the major city is split into three different parts. Other nations, other cities are just falling apart because of this judgment. And still, and still, even in this moment, the people refuse to turn back and they curse God for what is happening. So today, as we read this passage, the challenge for us is two things. Number one, to always remember that Christ is going to be victorious. That no matter what, no matter what happens in this world, no matter what is going to happen in this world, that Christ will be victorious. And it's for us to remain faithful to him. And the last second part is for us to be vigilant, to be sober, to be alert, and to remain calm even when our uh, faith is being tested. For we have the faith that Christ will never, ever leave us. So today, every opportunity that you have, no matter what comes your way, stand firm in your faith, knowing that Christ is with us, and Christ will always be with us. The book of Revelation is often very hard for us to understand. Uh, there's so many symbols going on there, and there's so much context and history uh, that we aren't aware of. So I find it difficult often to be able to take this word and apply it to our lives. Uh, but there's one thing that we should take from every passage in the book of Revelation, and that is Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is with us no matter what. And if we stand firm in our faith, we never have to fear any judgment but we are always assured that Jesus will fulfill all the promise that he laid out and he will give us all the blessings that he promised as well. So with that assurance, let us all come together and pray. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for giving us this message and we thank you for showing us this vision that you showed John many thousands of years ago. And though this passage is a very difficult passage, and though there is so much judgment and chaos and terrible things going on, let us rest assured that if we remain in you, that you will forever, ever remain in us. 
that your love has no bounds and you will remain with us through everything. So help us to keep firm in our faith, help us to remain alert and sober-minded, and help us to always put our eyes on you. We thank you for today's word and we love you. We pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer. 